These are the stories of noble heroes and wicked villains, of ordinary people and extraordinary deeds. These are Fortunes Untold. find yourselves in this uh, partially collapsed theater tower with winged shapes circling overhead. You've just poisoned your blade, Ilkin, and you find you're standing in the, the doorway. They don't appear to have noticed you yet. What do you do? I'm not I'm not so good at a, at a distance. Doors are close-up fighters. We're going to have to be quiet here. I completely agree. I just got this longbow, but I don't have any arrows. <laughs> That's a good point. Stealth is an agility mechanic, so... Yes, it is. Um, I have four in my agility. All right, All right so it's going to be... A, so it's neither of you have the skill. It's going to be a straight attribute roll. I would say you're both kind of slipping through at the same time. I'd call this a group roll. Okay. So okay. Thank you're goodness. not relying on Wolfred's <laughs> two agility dice. Ooh, that's good to hear. <laughs> Watch me roll snake eyes. Uh, say what you get. <laughs> wow. Um, a, so I'm just imagine Wolfred like sneaking through and you know how when you're in Hey buddy, house, I didn't roll the one. If anyone failed, it's the dice roll. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like so he's sneaking through and he's creaking on he's stepping on every creaky board he possibly can. You can you push. You mean Olkin is? Yeah, because Olkin. Olkin's the one who rolled no, the it, one. No, like Olkin uh, be like, watch this, step for I step, and he just goes <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay, that sounds I weird. I don't want but. to do much to my agility right off the bat. So, and I did roll a one at the beginning there. So, I, uh, and if that's it straight agility. I think I'm gonna. We could bolt. <laughs> well, you hear a, a screech from above you, and the shadows. You see the the winged shadows suddenly swoop and swirl around you, and you look up, and you see these twisted figures. These. Well, functionally, they're harpies. Okay. Twisted bird-like shapes with the heads of women um, settle on a on a half col- uh, collapsed rafter uh, up out of your reach. Okay. And they stare down at you. Okay, but they're not they're not moving. It. They're not moving towards us. They just no. Like, they la- they've landed and they stare at you. Okay, so you, so you say they say they they look like harpies. They're like like. Heads of women and, and the like, the bodies of a twisted uh, bird. They, do they look intelligent? You think they might be? They they are staring at you. Olkin's gonna do the whole nice harpies. Yeah. I'm gonna stay there. We're just we're just moseying through. We're not in for any it's, trouble. Wolfred's gonna look up at them and doff his studded leather cap and say, "Pleasure to meet you, ladies, here in this uh, unusual situation." Oh, the tasties are polite. All right, I can I can work with this. I hope you can, cause it's freaking me out. What are you here for, tasties? Uh, we're just uh, we're just passing through here onto the the Duke's keep. Passing through. You're treasure hunters. I saw you in the ravine. All right, well that's that that's a fair fair assessment. I to be to be totally honest, I am Wolfred the uh, Wolfred Longfoot, the merchant. Of Ravensfell. You're searching for the king's treasure. For the war chest. You find our gifts. I, I search for all manner of odds and ends, but yes, the, uh, oh, the, the, the treasure chests. Yes, we, uh, we found your leftovers there, as it were. We know where the gold is, but you have to do something for us. Do you now? All manner of shiny, precious Tell me more. Than I, I specialize in acquiring the, the hard to get and the unusual for uh, all of my customers. And customers are just friends you haven't met yet. He's real good at it, too. What do you need? You need a fine uh, feather comb? Nice hat? Child. What? Child. One to raise his own. And uh, Wolverine's going to kind of glance over at Olkin, not, not move his head, so hopefully they don't really notice this. He's want a baby. Uh, we were all mothers once. I, uh, I don't seem to... I don't, I don't truck with uh, traffickers. I am. I don't think I'll be able to, to 
find you. Is there is there anything else I can get you? Perhaps uh, some fine uh, fine scented oils from the southern lands, or the the king. He has a delightful blade, shiny, precious. We would take that as payment as well. I'll uh, okay. With the uh, that's gonna be over in the, the tower. I I think I think we could possibly come to an agreement there. The, the sword itself is uninteresting to me. I'm, I'm more interested in the gold you mentioned having. Well, we have it. Much, much precious. You'll never find it without our help. Olkin, what do you say? One sword for a, a heap of gold? I've already got a sword. Don't need another. On your way, then. Thank you much, ladies. And they just, they, almost in unison, there's the one that's been speaking, and the largest that's been speaking. They all in unison. They just do the the quizzical bird. They tilt their head to the side and just watch you. We'll we'll slowly walk out, kind of keeping an eye on them the whole time. <laughs> you uh you move on into well, I should say you move on. You work your way around the outside of the tower and up. And <laughs> this seems to happen to you guys as you step out. You're face to face with the upper portion of the ravine from before. And a drawbridge has been raised on the other side. This, in this case, the drawbridge is actually present. Oh, it's just like like Esger and his men probably walked through and then pulled the drawbridge up. Yeah, whatever, whatever's left of them. It's possible. I hate when he does that. It's possible, <laughs> meaning that they're all dead. And yeah. I said nothing. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. So the question is, how do you get across? Does there seem to be like any mechanical stuff on our side that would? No, it looks like this is the last defensive bastion of the... uh... Olken's going to turn to Wilfred and say, I don't know, maybe we could uh, try this here, Bell. Well, I mean, we'd get their attention, so let's let's, let's check it out. Uh, All right, let's pull out the bell. What is that? Well, it's like I said, it's a a bronze or brass bell with the, the symbol of Alderland on it. It actually looks like at one point it probably would have been hung... Uh, nearby. Actually, looking nearby, you see a spot where a bell probably once hung on this side of the drawbridge. You're guessing it was probably to get the attention of whoever was manning the uh, the gate on the other side. I mean, it's possible it'll work, but this is... Uh, you know that's magic, too, right? And we see how well that works. I'm not in the mood to go climbing again. All right, why don't, you, uh, why don't you grab that spear in case you need to throw it at something, and I'll go ahead and ring this fellow. Why don't I stand out of sight in case... Why don't you not do that? <laughs> why don't you not turn me into the target? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so do I need to roll to ring the bell? <laughs> as tempted as I am to make you roll that, no. <laughs> that would be so, I, yeah, I will clang it with my club. <laughs> clang, clang. It, it rings out, and nothing initially happens. Told you this was a stupid idea. And then after a couple of minutes, you hear a voice from the... You can't see who's speaking, but from the fortifications on the other side. What is the password? Wait. does seem to work. Okay. Partially take it back. Thinking back, was there anything in the myth that might have indicated a password or is there something written on the bell nothing or? on the bell you know that the king's name was or the king's name was Algorand he was invading from Alderland ultimately failed yeah he declared that Alderland had become overcrowded he went to battle against Zygafer uh, with his scepter Nikaka those uh, are really the only for example names that you know of from the legend okay well I'll say Alderland there's a pause, and you almost hear the voice on the other side mumbling to itself. I don't know. Good enough. And there's a click and a screech of rusty chain, and the drawbridge falls and lands. Okay. That worked out much better than I thought it was going to. As you uh, you proceed across, you're obviously in a guard post and barracks type of area. Uh, It's a curved room flanked by rows of rusted, badly rusted spears and swords along one wall and arrow slits facing 
your you know out across the drawbridge and down on the other all across the floor you see probably 30 or so corpses dressed as soldiers fallen at their post you look to the right as you come in and you see what initially think is a man he's dressed in rusted chain and has a, a helm as he turns to look at you you realize there's no flesh on his jaw it's this person is long dead he, he just silently stares well met soldier i assume you're here to see the king uh wolverine's gonna kind of look at olkin again and kind of give him the, the quizzical this Oaken's just gonna, it's gonna be standing there and he's like, he's got a sword in his hand because he's had a sword out since the harpy. And he, he looks up and he's just like, what other reason would we have to be here? Hurry then. The king awaits reports from the front. All right, let's. let's he, yep. he gestures <laughs> through here, up the stairs. Let's to the tower. The king has reports in the tower. And he, he just turns back to staring out across the. Chasm. Oaken's gonna turn to uh, Wolfred and say, "It's funny because that's the name of my sword." The reports. <laughs> so these these thirty corpses are they lined up in a in like a sequence? Are they? No, they're all very similar to what you've seen previously. It looks like they were all at like a duty post. Like you see ones with, you know, bows that are the strings have rotted away, collapsed next to the arrow slits, and. You know, a couple of them are sitting at a small table and have just slumped over, They're just going about normal duties, and have just collapsed where they fell. Or this they must stood. have been like a spell. Yeah, like something like that. If they were attacked, they wouldn't be standing at their post. Right. So, yeah, there's something. Like I said, like like with all everything else we're saying, some sort of weird, creepy necromancy or something. I think the snake should be that way. Yeah. Do you uh, make your way up? Yes. So this was obviously the lower, the final red out. You know, above the, the the guard room, this is the, you know, the final hold of the of the lord of the castle. You come you come through, and you know it's obviously bedchambers of the you know lord of the keep and his bodyguard. You know, decayed as the rest of it is, but you finally come to a chamber at the very top of the tower. It's quiet. It smells of mold and faintly of perfume like long, long past. But what catches your attention is a large four-poster bed against the far wall flanked by rusty suits of armor. On the bed, you see the remnants of a man wearing full plate, complete with helm and crown. King Algarad of Alderaan in his eternal rest. On his chest, clutched in both hands, is a large, beautifully crafted sword. King Algred. That would be a rust bite. There are two things that interest Wolfred. No. One, when is the sword? And two, is the four-poster bed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and above, oddly enough, above the four-poster bed, uh, sorry, I neglected to mention, there is a uh, painting, or rather a portrait in charcoal, and it appears to be of the king, at least when he was alive. It's weirdly slightly newer, than everything else in the room. And it right now the you know there's there's less dust on it than there is everything else and it shows the king almost as he was falling asleep while he was painting while he was being painted but it shows him it looks like in the prime of life. This is creepy. Yeah, I got that right. All right. What do you think? I, I think we need to do like a trap check. There needs to be there. There's just something about this. Room. It's too. It's it's sitting right there. It's the Indiana Jones. There's the gold statue sitting right in front of you. Go ahead and pick it up. There's no boulder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just. It's a boulder moment. There's a boulder. It is somewhere, and it, it could be a giant spider necromancer boulder. <laughs> so, yeah, let's look around and see. Um, I don't have lore, but I could just roll wits. I'm gonna look around to see if there's any obvious magical trappings or anything like that 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 might indicate there's some some sorceress something's gonna get us oh, give me your wit give me a wits roll see what you get nothing no i mean it looks like a dead man lying on his bed a heavily armored dead man but a dead man so you, while you're looking around again star truck by the sword i guess uh Oaken's gonna go over and go to grab it, like, you know, like Abu and Aladdin? Like, he's, he's reaching towards the sword. <laughs> Wolford's looking around, I don't see anything too unusual. Hawkins like, 
It's just so pretty. <laughs> Are you going to grab it? Yeah, I'm going to grab it. All right. The moment you touch the cold steel of the sword, you hear a crackling noise. What? First, a glove finger moves, then another. Horrified, you see before you the corpse of King Algorod fill, fill with unholy life. I just came to polish your sword for you, at King the same, the sword. At the same time, you hear scraping noises from some of the other bedchambers. Grab the sword and go! So I'm just gonna like gonna try and snatch it. Snatch it right of his hand. Give but... me an agility roll. Let's okay. see if you can get it. Would that be any other uh, can, can skill? I, can I aid him by bringing my club down on Al, um, Algrid's arm? Hopefully <laughs> like... You know what? Sure. I would just love for us to be running David. There's an arm attached to the sword that's still trying to like <laughs> get it. All right, give me a roll. All right, please. Please, I want a sword. Oh, yeah. Uh, one six. Just one? Um, yeah. But I didn't get any fails, so I might. Well, it's an opposed roll. Uh, can I, I might push. I don't actually do not beat you. Oh, yeah! I, I got two I fives and a one. Nice. Okay, because considering I succeed so well, can I have the arm as well? No. <laughs> the, uh, so you've managed to snatch the sword out of his hands as he starts to move. And at first, he, you know, you initially think, oh, he's slow. It's you know, He then, this plate-armored figure, leaps to his feet and just roars. Time to go! I guess we book it. Like, well, where do you go? Because you're at the top of a tower. You can go down. Or you can go. Well, you're almost at the top of the tower. You're not on the roof. You can go down, or you can go up. Remember, there was a barracks downstairs, filled yeah. with dead. Yeah. Up to the roof! Up to the roof! Well, as you come barreling out of the bedchamber, one of the doors across the hall smashes open, and you see a mostly skeletal figure in chainmail with a with a rather large axe come bursting into the corridor as well. Give me move rolls. Okay. You you go scrambling for the uh, for the set of stairs up to the roof. Would that also be agility? Yeah. Oh. I got two ones Ooh. for my two dice. You should you should you should push. <laughs> you uh, should really really should probably push. But if I push, I'll take two points of oh, attribute yeah. I also get move. Well, Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because those are both Banes. Yeah. Oh, and wow. I only have a two agility, so I'll go to a zero. Oh, yeah. You are not wrong. What did you get, Andrew? I uh, okay. I didn't roll any ones, but I didn't roll any sixes. I want to ask, since we haven't used this mechanic yet, I have my pride. When you catch oh, the yeah. scent of gold, nothing can stop your pursuit. We, we have the sword. It's either ours to keep or ours to trade for that sweet, sweet harpy gold. We are, we are technically where those. All right. Well, yeah. I, I would absolutely say you can use your pride. Okay. What does using my pride get? Okay. So when you use your pride, and you have to be able to justify it, which you've done because you want to get away with the treasure, you roll a d12. Okay. And add that to your roll. So if you get a six or better on a d12, you get a success. I got a six. There you oh. go. So yeah, you come skidding to a halt, basically at the feet of this this skeletal figure, and he raises that axe back, and somehow you move faster than you have ever moved in your life. Nothing's as nimble as a dwarf. And st- or scrabble away for the stairs. Uh, Ulkin? I'm going to push. All right. <laughs> okay, please. Push. <laughs> No Didn't. sixes at all. And one one. And one like. one. So I take uh, an agility. A point of agility damage. Darg. Wow. So I just see you take off and I'm just like, well, friend, where are you uh, going? That figure takes a swipe at you. Harry? <laughs> no. I am holding a sword. He is. Uh, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to see you're what this hold- sword does. I was going to say, you're not just holding a sword. You're holding Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You, yeah. uh, you actually have Rustbite. Yeah. What do, so tell me some Rustbite. Uh, Rustbite is a heavy weapon. Okay. Uh, bonus two. Weapon bonus of plus two. Okay. okay. Weapon damage of two. Okay. Uh, it, it is an artifact die of D8. Wow. Uh, and it is D10 against demons, demon-taking creatures, and ignores three points of metal armor. Ooh. Oh. oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very nice. Question. Are technically these undead counted as 
Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> they're dead men. Uh, they're not effectively demonic. They are just long, long dead soldiers. Well, so you better hope you can frantically parry this thing. Okay, so I've got my parry die. So use... functionally, what happens in this case is since it's an artifact, the dice it adds to your roll as gear dice are d8s, not d6s. Oh. So when I say it has a D8 artifact die, you know, normally your sword, it has a gear bonus. Right. And those are D6s. The, or this is, since it's an artifact, it's D8s. Okay, I'm going to need some D8s, people. I was ill-prepared for a Just beast Just roll that one. I will. Okay, so I've got, I use my strength, my melee, my melee which I get three, four. I get one for my... Uh, Fighter's bonus and two D8s for my bloody weapon. Yep. This better roll better. <laughs> I, I don't know how many more attributes I could get. <laughs> Maybe if I just roll six sided six die, you know? Yeah, I can't get much more stacked in your favor for this parry, I don't think. One. Roll your D8. Two. Uh, not yet. Okay. That's one. That's a three. And so I got three. Uh, that is enough because I got two successes. Woo-hoo. So this this undead brings the axe down, and you just frantically swing rust bite to to defend yourself and smack it to the side. Oh, does it good? So maybe knock a chunk out of that axe because it's it's rust bite and it hits a metal axe. And maybe Fair enough. Knocks a uh, chunk yeah. out of it. Uh, yeah, you know what? On three damage dice, you you actually beat him. Yeah, you actually do. You lop the head off the axe. <laughs> I'm almost like Vulcan's uh, like. I love this sword. So now, however, I suggest you run. Yeah, Actually, he's going to book point, it. It's going to be initiatives. Oh, no. Is it just me in initiative? Because uh, Wolfred's kind of... Well, I mean, I'm I'm not, near. Go uh, on. So okay. We'll I just put him in initiative order. I'm not arm's length. I'm near. All right, gentlemen, what'd you get? I got a two. I got a three. Oh, bloody. I got a five. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were in... How do you guys keep beating me? Because uh, we're better with cards than die. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're the heroes, man. Uh, of course. I'm not sure I'd qualify you as heroes. Uh, grave robbers. That's uh, yeah, that's grave robbing heroes. Whichever. All right. So, Wolfred, uh, you see him just lop the head off his axe. Actually, let's trade. Okay. And I will respond to however. If you want to stay in fight, if you want to run, I'll respond in. I would like uh, double move. I think we should. I think we should book it. Like just hustle. It's. I don't know what that king can do. He just came to life out of nothing, and I assume there's more than one bedroom. Uh, yeah, you hear the sounds of motion all across the floor, and actually, down below you, you hear the sound of countless armored feet. Okay. Moving very quickly. So as I know, Alken loves the fight. He loves the thrill of the fight. But there's something against. There's no thrill in killing something that's already dead, <laughs> or being killed by something that's already. Yeah, dead. like it's like a lose-lose situation. Okay, so yeah, so you wanna you wanna skedaddle? Yeah, I'm perfect. All right, so with that. you are effectively in melee combat with. Okay. Uh, what you're going to need to do is you have to use a retreat action. All right. Okay. And basically, at this point, you're gonna have to make a roll for move. Okay. To get basically get away from him. What do I roll? It's a move roll, which is agility plus move. Is it a? Is this a group roll or is this individual? No, this is going to be for individual in this case because he is within melee combat of an enemy and you are not. It's basically to see if he can withdraw from the enemy without it belting him with oh. half of that axe. So he's going to have to make that roll. Yeah, I don't because I'm already. Yes, already specifically Vulcan gotcha. is. Yes. Is this just one of my phases or is this this allows this me to is, go into this? I actually need to. Yes, uh, retreat is actually a fast action. Okay. So. Please die. No, you hate <laughs> me, but this one time. Just listen to us. Just help us out. Oh, yeah. One. That's good enough. So, yeah, you managed to, and this basically comes into the range bands. You move from arm's length to near. Okay. Um, So, essentially, at this point, if you want to use your uh, your other fast action as a move. Yeah. And to move. Essentially, this would allow you to move up onto the roof because it'll let you to move, basically, to the next range band, which would be the next level. Okay, I'm fine with that. All right. So, you're going to take your other action. I'm hightailing it bolt past Wolfred up the stairs. Literally with a tail. Hi, <laughs> tail. All right, Wolfred, so Olkin has decided that discretion is the better part of valor, which is something you don't see from him very often. Uh, as I'm running by, him, follow me. And I agree with him, so I am going to use my peddler's talent Uh-oh. of 
path of many things. Okay. I've needed a willpower point to do this, so I haven't been able to do it most of this time, but I got those back. All right, so what does path of many things do? I, I contain, I have to carry a, a knapsack. Of course. Carrying. Uh, I spend a willpower point. I can find almost any item from the list of trade goods in that pack. Uh-oh, okay. So I am going to spend this and withdraw a grappling hook. <laughs> oh, good. Right. And as we are running up the stairs, I'm tying that to our rope. <laughs> All right. All right. So you, you come bolting up the stairs and you out past a, a collapsed trap door and come skidding out onto the roof. What you see is uh, the drop from the rock down to the moat is dizzyingly high. A thick copper chain, green with verdigris, swings back and forth, clanging in the wind where it hangs from a weather beaten windlass. There's a crane here where they used to bring up supplies. Oh. Uh-huh. It looks like the mechanism is it's currently up, but there is a chain. So we would have to drop the mechanism. It would drop the chain down, and we could shimmy down it. Yep. Do that. Okay. So um, as I assume I'm still going first, I'm going to make your right how to drop this chain. Is like a... I, I will point and scream, knock that down. So yeah, you, first... you you hear the sound of armored feet behind you. You basically, I'm going to give you guys one round of actions before they get here. Wait, is that like a... It's basically a crank. It's, it's okay. stuck in place. Uh, you're guessing probably putting the boot in would do it. Okay, I'm going to put the boot in. So right. I'm going to use my uh, yeah, give me, uh, give me, Yeah, just give me a... Actually, give me a melee plus strength. Not melee? your... No, no weapon, but just... I'm assuming you're basically going to run up and kick it. Uh, I am perfectly fine to do that. So yeah, give me melee... Uh, give me a melee roll. I really, really want this time. I didn't get one. I'm going to push. <laughs> Like, like at this point, like it's a push. It's a push. <laughs> oh yeah, that worked. Okay. I have one. <laughs> Good enough. So it you it takes you a second, and you hit it, and it doesn't go, and you finally you just rear back with all your might and just slam into this thing, and the mechanism gives way, and the chain drops. And as you're doing this, you hear the sound of angry undead on the stairs behind you, and you hear this, this sepulchre this sepulchral voice. Give me my blade. Time to go. <laughs> and I will dash over to the chain and start to shimmy down. <laughs> All right. So you fling yourself for the chain. Ulkin. Ulkin. Uh, so Ulkin's going to do the same, All except right. he's as he's like grabbing onto the chain, he's got this, the other sword like slung across his back. He sticks it, he sticks it in the, like, the, the other waistband. In his waistband and he's going to give them the finger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so give me my move. sword now, loser. Give me, a, give me a move check. Oh, man. Oh, can we stop just rolling die and just be cinematic the whole time? This is the last one. So, all right. Do we get gear bonus because we have a crane? Yes, actually. I will give you a plus two gear bonus because you oh. have a chain. Nice. It's easy to hold on to. Agility. All right, I'm going to have to push all right. because I got no successes and I can't die this way. <laughs> of course you can. I got a success. <laughs> and a couple of so did I. But, you know, I got two successes. So you you basically, Wolfren, you use the, almost the last of your strength on this climb. As you are making it down, your arms basically are giving out. Ulkin, being much more <laughs> agile, manages to swing down this like a cat somehow, even though he's not. <laughs> I learned there was a cat. And you just hear the just a roar of anger from the top of the tower and as you land and you take off i mean you you sprint away from this and as you look back you see armored figures pouring out of the main gate coming in your direction as you sprint down the mountain pass as fast as you can and into the distance we're not out of trouble yet <laughs> but they're they are slower than you and you do you you manage to as far as you know lose them Oh, so you have managed to acquire a powerful magical weapon, Rustbite, but you have awoken its owner and an entire army of undead. And you suspect they will want it back. And that's where we're going to fade out, ladies and gentlemen. They may have just brought doom to the entire surrounding countryside.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, now here's the point where we're going to hand out experience points. We're going to hand them out for the, uh, the characters from Forbidden Lands, and we're going to hand them out for Forbidden Lands itself, because we're going to talk about a little bit of the game and what we liked or didn't like. So first thing, let's cover the uh, experience point system for Forbidden Lands. So this, is, uh, this happens at the end of a session, or uh, at, the, you know, at the end of uh, what the GM determines to be the end of a session, and it's actually cooperative. Okay. So more or less what we do is we go through, and there's a series of questions within the, uh, the game, and we go through as a group, and we answer them, we discuss it, decide if the answer to these is yes. For every question that the answer is yes, you get an experience point. All right, well, then in that case, Andrew and I say we answer yes to everything. Yes. Uh, no. I'm going to say yes <laughs> to gonna that. I'm going to say, as the, and as it says here, the GM has final word when it comes to how much experience points you should get. All right. That is explicitly in the book because of people like you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say yes to experience points. Uh-huh. So at this point, you, you spend the experience points directly to improve your skills, talents, or to learn new ones. So, you know, it's, it's, it's more or less a, uh, a point-by system. Right. Okay, you spend I, a certain number of experience to increase things by a level. I okay. also have a question. Yeah. So there's a sword on the side of my uh, very colorful character sheet, and it has little notches in it and yep. says experience on the hilt. So I'm thinking you would put them down for how many experience points you get. Would you then erase them, or do you think it's that? Yes, because essentially you do, it's not like Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder, where you hit a certain number of experience points and then you level up you spend the experience points directly. Okay. So, for example, if you want to learn a new skill at level one, it's five experience points oh. to learn a brand new skill at level one. Okay. That sort of thing. You, will see you spend experience directly, and it's basically skill level multiplied by five. So if you're wanting to go to skill level two, it's going to cost you 10 experience points. All right. That's okay. what so it's a direct point-by system rather than a, a leveling system, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's new. So let's run through the, uh, through the questions real quick. Okay. See if you guys, you know, we'll run through this, see what you guys think, see if you like the, the experience system and how much experience you actually got out of this adventure. All right. Let's find out how much experience we got for stealing the sword of the King Ag Aglarod. Uh, uh, yeah. The king of the former King of Alderaan. Yeah. Uh, Agarond. Yeah. Agarond. That's his name. And now he's ticked. Well, Great. I don't think any other way of getting a sword was going to make him happy. I should have given him my sword. Maybe when I know it. There you go. Yeah, somehow I don't think I should so. have Indiana Jones that, uh, Jones that <laughs> moment. I would have liked to have seen that, yes. All right. So first one, did you participate in the game session? Yes, we did. You basically get an experience point for showing up. You know, as long as you're not the lone wolf character sitting in the corner not participating. Right. I have audio files that prove that I was here. Uh -huh. So you get an experience point for that. Okay. Uh, this one doesn't so much apply to you guys because we did skip this part, but did you travel through at least one hex of the game map that you had not visited before? Right. Technically, yes, because I would call this adventuring side a hex. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's part of the thing of Forbidden Lands is the journey. Right. And the, the encounters along the way and all of that. So normally that would factor into your experience. If you stayed in the same area the entire time, you don't get journey experience. All right. But that we did sense. journey from the town. I would say, yeah, you went from the town to here. We didn't really cover that on air, but yes. All right. Sounds good. Did you discover a new adventure site? Well, yeah, yes, absolutely. We did. I think we did. Okay. Did you defeat one or more monsters? I did. We absolutely yeah, did. Yes, yes. Okay. Did you find treasure? One gold or more? Yeah. Well, does uh, does rustbite count as treasure? I would say it does. Okay. So that's... I mean, between the silver urns and uh, the the uh, my new drinking the, the drinking horn and all that, you absolutely found more than a gold's worth of treasure. So, okay. Uh, did you build a function in your stronghold? That's something we didn't cover because one-shot adventure, but functionally, if you're going to go through and improve your stronghold, you get experience for it. It encourages you to do that, to, right. to make a mark on the world, which I like. I like that idea, but yeah, we didn't do it because we don't have one yet. Yep. Here's one just for Wolfred. Did you activate your pride? Yes, I did. But Wolfred, Wolfred gets an additional experience point. Olkin, nah, not so much. I don't have, uh, my pride is uh, I can take any damage and nobody really got the chance to do me any. Oh, there were plenty of chances. I just rolled really poorly. Does it, wait? Could I have used my pride when I was falling? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, yeah, you could have. Crap. <laughs> uh, did you suffer from your dark secret? I don't think that came up in thing. So yeah, it didn't come up for no. me. No, nope, um, not for me. I, I guess I played it a bit, a bit aggressive, but yeah. yeah. Did you risk your life for another another PC outside of normal combat? Did you do something to risk? Okay. You know, it doesn't explicitly say that, but to me, that says. Did you do something to put yourself at risk directly for another piece, rather than just participating in combat? I'd say no. We just pretty much did standard yeah, combat. Yeah, the way we were attacking. Yeah. I mean, nobody threw themselves in front of a spear or anything for, yeah. for the other. So 
And the last one, did you perform an extraordinary action of some kind? Now, this one, it doesn't really define what that is, so I really think that's kind of up to us as a group. All right, well, uh, we... Uh, we awoken the death knight of the tower, <laughs> stole his artifact, and unleashed a horde. I'm going to say that's pretty extraordinary. I caught a spider, uh, sorry, a scorpion cat in two. I'm going to go with the awakening the legion of the dead is probably more extraordinary than that. So, yeah, you know what? Sure. Cool. All right. I mean, nobody said it had to be a good extraordinary nope. action. <laughs> and so that's that's the list. And I strongly suspect that there are probably... You know, there are other things that could be added to that if the group felt that it was necessary. But, I mean, I think you guys probably picked up, what, five, six experience points apiece? I got six, and he got seven. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a nice chunk. That's enough to buy a new skill. Not necessarily level an existing one, but... But well on its way. But, yeah, absolutely. So, it very much encourages you to be active so, in the adventure. So, maybe my character should buy a level and move, because it turns <laughs> out that he seems to need that a lot more than he thought. Uh, that is a distinct possibility. Well, I if mean, you're going to make a habit of swinging off towers on chains, yes. Right. I think I'm just going to buy one in stealth. I don't know when I'll use it, but maybe when harpies are involved. <laughs> <laughs> or giant scorpion lion things that might have been better not off not fighting. Because if I landed any actual hits, you guys could have been oh, in trouble. We would have been so dead. Uh, after, after seeing what that poison was, uh -huh. um, yeah. Pretty that's, dead. That's the risk of going off as a duo, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's in that case, you know, let's uh, let's hand out experience points to the game itself. So let's, you know, let's start with the things we we really liked. Let's start with the critical hits. All right. What, what did you guys like about this system? Let's, let's start with David. What did you really? What, what really hit home for you? What did you like? So now that we've played through, and admittedly we've only played a couple, one of the things I have really liked about this has been the races and the classes, mm -hmm. because. Like I said, I Andrew got to play a a weird race that you never you normally never see, and they're even though they just give you like a sh uh, a sheet or two of examples, there's a lot of flavor to them. So you you kind of instantly get your vibe of what you're going to want to play. And then, like I said, I played a peddler. It's just it's <laughs> such an off the wall class for oh yeah you know you don't get any magic abilities or anything like that. You're not a bard. You're not an alchemist. You're just what do you do? I'm a I'm a guy who knows how to get things. But you know what? In a land like Forbidden Lands, where there's not a trade network, right? For the most part, where there's stuff is hard to get, that can be a really powerful thing, particularly as you get out of the adventuring sites and more into the world as a whole. Right. Well, and also, then I know. Oh, I was gonna say I know there's other stuff. There's like rider and hunter, and there's just there's weird classes that just aren't the standard. I'm a thief, I'm a rogue, I'm a fighting man, I'm a cleric. Yeah, it, it very much encourages you to interact with the world in a way you don't see outside of certain like hex crawls in D&D, &D, for yeah. example. I think it adds flavor. It gives uh, easier story points, too. Like as someone who really enjoys the role play element of it, it allows you to really flavor your characters and flavor the world they live in. I mean, how many other games do you play a peddler? Like, right. look, think about it. Like, you, you literally go from town to town selling stuff. It's... It, it creates a whole different look and view of the and universe. It gives you an, a, a better reason to get out and adventure rather than just, I want to go into a hole in the ground and kill things. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to just like read the book off, but like there is some stuff, even for the regular races, like the elves, the halflings and all that, it's, mm -hmm. it's weird. And oh, yeah. In some cases, it's dark. Yeah, there is definitely a dark edge to Forbidden Lands that I, I do appreciate. It has a very sort of Conan, like old Conan echo. Yeah. I like that. Uh, for me... One, I really do like the system because it kind of encourages you to to weigh your risk versus your reward. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I did this role. Like, for example, an attack role. I succeeded, but there's room for me to succeed better. Do I risk pushing? Right. Do I risk yeah. hurting myself for that for that possible finishing blow on this beast? The failing forwards. I, yeah. love, I love It's, that it's kind sort of, of a failing forward. And at the same time, the risk is there that if on a normal skill check, you get one chance per player. And at that point, something has to change. You can't just keep trying the same thing over and over again until you succeed. Right. I know Andrew and I both kind of had to make that call. I think we may have both made the call during the Scorpion Lion fight or maybe oh, two yeah. separate times. But we made that call of like, okay, I've got one or two successes on the dice right now, but I've also got some Banes. So if I push, I could possibly do more damage, which is necessary to this, but I'm going to take damage. And as we mentioned, like once you start taking damage, they're like lazy potatoes, man. Once you start, you can't stop. Like, yeah. yeah, and it degrades your combat effectiveness. Right. So, so you're like, okay, do I go ahead and push and just hope that takes this thing out? After the scorpion combat, we needed to rest. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it, it, and I think it was more, 
I we didn't take any damage from that fight. All the damage that was given to us was ourselves. Yeah, you were essentially <laughs> we kicked our was, own asses. <laughs> yeah, it was essentially effort. I mean, yeah. you know, exhaustion. Uh, from and from one thing for me, from a GM's perspective, going through this, and this is one of the pre-made adventure sites. I'm not going to take credit for it. It's a pretty excellent one. But looking at the generation for villages and dungeons and castles and NPCs. There are some really excellent random tables in here for, for coming up with the base idea and then just fleshing it out. I mean, it's really oriented towards, with just a kind of a dash of creativity, the GM being able to kind of pick up and go. Yeah. And I really do like that. It, it would be, you know, if you're the sort of GM that can run at all off the cuff, this is the perfect game for just a pickup session. I, I would say, like, one of the main things I really liked about it that coincides with that is the simplicity of the character sheet. It allows in in right in front of you, and you, you don't have to be constantly flipping between pages or looking up in a book. Gives you your full, mm-hmm. like you, your full character is all defined in front of you. It's all yeah. well done, like, and it looks absolutely great. It's, yeah, it's, it's pleasingly retro. Yeah, yes. it's. It, I really do enjoy the the design. It's and everything there is like right in front of you. You know where to go to grab different elements. And as someone who hasn't played a bunch of um, RPGs, I've played Pathfinder. I've played stars without number i've played a, a little bit of other p- bits and pieces but as fantasy goes this was so quick for me to just grasp yeah you didn't have any spin-up yeah. time at all i mean davery and i have both been playing for a long time but yeah you you had almost you had no trouble really picking up the system which speaks well of it yeah, yeah it really, really does. does well and, and on that note let's let's talk about things that didn't do so well is there anything you guys really thought was a critical miss like a fumble what did what did the system not do well as far as you guys are concerned i would like to jump in here and say willpower okay i feel like although it's uh it's kind of like a saving grace like every time you do a critical miss or basically you roll your ones you get a willpower point i didn't use it i didn't see a point to use it like basically people had to attack me with arrows so i could deflect it i've gaining willpower i feel if you're gonna have that willpower willpower element it should do a little bit more make itself a bit more useful i see what you're saying i I can see that and and particularly for you you weren't in a situation where you're able to use it now by contrast if you were playing like a caster whose abilities require willpower i think it would have come into it much more the one thing that was a little unclear and i we we made our assumption on it no one actually starts with any willpower which seems a little strange for a caster who's entirely reliant on it to not have any to begin with but we're assuming you don't, and it's sort of, like you said, it's a reward. It's, you've pushed yourself to the limit, you know, do, to push, and you've you've hurt yourself doing so. Here's something to use your special abilities for. Yeah. And I and, and now, mind you, you can also get willpower points from your stronghold. Yeah. Which is, you know, so again, something we've not gotten into. But that is an additional way to get willpower. It's not just from pushing. Right. But yeah, I, I absolutely, I can see that. Because like you said, you never really had the opportunity to use yours. Davery, on the other hand, there towards the end. Finally got a chance to use mine, yep. yeah. yeah. And another thing you guys did note, that it's easy to forget to mark it down. Yeah. That might be a place where, uh, like, tokens or right. something that the GM can can hand out maybe would be a good thing, like a physical reminder that of your willpower. Yeah, I guess my only thing that I really noticed as a, a miss or a fumble or anything was there were a couple of places I like, don't get me wrong, I like the uh, the the tendency to be kind of rules light, mm-hmm. but there were some rules that I think shouldn't have been so light. Like <laughs> for example, like we, we kind of had to stop and, and puzzle it out. And we just made a, a value call of healing. Yeah. Like we couldn't tell if you can always make healing checks. And if so, do you always able to heal stuff or uh, heal like ability damage? Or is that only something that can be done at a rest or if you're broken or all of those things that that's, really necessary to know because you're going to be yeah. taking some so much it seems like healing is yeah. an important part to a party i mean yeah. think about in other games you've got your cleric classes who are built to be your heal right. be your medic yeah and i th- and i yeah that's it's one of those things that's very much left up to gm fiat which is fine but it would be nice to have it defined it's yeah. like you can only do this if you rest for a quarter day you can make a healing check and you know but then again and part of the reason we made that call was if you do rest for a quarter day, you automatically get all your ability point damage back. Right. Which says to me, of course, that if you can use healing on the fly, which you can for someone that's gotten broken, you should be able to heal. You know, it's just a, a decision between do you spend time or do you right. take what you can. And can you only do that like once a day? Can you only heal someone 
once a day or can you only heal one attribute column once a day or can you well, just do it every yeah. time they take damage and it, and they, yeah. there's no there's nothing listed yeah and that's that's the you know you have to make the decision partially based on you can only make one skill roll for a particular thing so well if i take fresh strength damage can i make another healing check right yeah so there there's a little vagary in there that i would like to see errated basically yeah. the item usage that goes with it too like you had your bandages which gave you a plus one but bandages are not infinite well, in this game, they are because their bandages are actually listed under the trade goods. Yeah. So, I mean, it says bandages, but I mean, it can be defined as bandages or moss that I scrape off the walls or, or Also, whatever. your ability to create bandages. Right. Okay, yeah, that's... It's, more, it's, it's so you don't have to do so much resource management. Okay. It's the same, I think, and it's the same reason why you have resource dice. You can run out of rations, obviously. You guys lost, a, you know, went down a, uh, a resource die. But it keeps you from having to say, I have 10 days worth of iron rations. I have three sets of bandages. Yeah. I have, yeah, I have seven know. uses of my healing kit. Yeah, so this way you just, like, and I guess, I'm guessing, if I remember this right, you know, if I rolled for your healing and then got a one on my, uh, my item die and then pushed mm -hmm. because we needed to keep you alive, then I would. I, okay, yeah, so you I could that's an interesting, I like that too. Yeah, yeah because your weapons and armor do take damage and your gear can be degraded. So yeah, he is correct. If he had rolled a Bane on his uh, item die and pushed, like you said, to you know last ditch to try and keep you alive, yeah, he could have potentially depleted his bandage stock. Mm. So there is a mechanic where, you know, your gear does degrade. You have to take care of it. You know, Davery's armor, Wolford's armor did take damage. Yeah. It was less effective by the end of the, the adventure. Because it had been punctured, you know, and he tried to repair it. He didn't have any luck. He could get it back to the village, have the village blacksmith repair it, but field repair didn't go so well. Yeah. Right. But yeah, other than a little, I think we're all agreed, other than, you know, a little bit of vagary around, around the, some of the, some of the stuff and, you know, willpower potentially maybe not being as useful in some situations for some characters, but honestly, those are some relatively minor missteps. I think opinion. we're uh, like, it's, I loved it. Well, and you know that brings us to uh, let's call it save versus death. All right. Would you guys play this this game again? If we were to play this off air, like in an, our normal game, would you guys want to play this again? Man, honestly, I'm kind of hoping we do play this. In our <laughs> I, I, I'm sad that we have to end it the the two episodes that we did. So what you're saying is you're going to make me run this again? Oh, I, definitely. Definitely try to convince you. Yeah. You know this what? was I like it enough. I think I'm okay with that. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that was, has been our uh, our review playtest of Forbidden Lands. Sanity check. Yes, sorry, we forgot the sanity I check. I thought you, I thought you, you back. I thought you would skip that over because you you brought mine up in. Well, we were talking about the <laughs> well, cards. Well, about the cards. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten about that. Um, well, we can do that section. Can we do it and then and then and then just cut the first part. Um, yeah, we'll just cut that other part. We'll out. cut the save versus death part. We'll redo it. Yeah, we'll redo the save versus death. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's do a sanity check. What uh, was there anything in the game that just kind of didn't fit? It seemed sort of sort of weird, out of place with the rest of it. Is there anything you guys can think of that didn't quite kind of didn't sit right? Yeah, there was one thing we kind of touched on a little bit, which was the the willpower points. Mm -hmm. And the thing I don't like about it, which I like the I like the willpower. I do feel like, like Andrew said, I feel like there maybe could be more use for them. I almost think like, uh, like how Fantasy Flight has their uh, their force die, mm -hmm. and you can spend those to have some sort of effect. I think that might be a good idea. Like if you could spend your willpower to uh, maybe to have something useful happen, or to give yourself a little rally, or you know, something that's that's not tied to a talent or anything. A little bit of narrative control, right? But the okay. main problem I had with them was you get them back as a side effect of something else that's already kind of high action. Cause like you're getting it when you're pushing and you're pushing cause you're failing. And if you're failing and you're making rolls, like they say, they go only make a roll when it matters. So every roll you're making is sometime when there are stakes. Mm -hmm. And so you're usually focused on those stakes. And so like, like with me, like I'm rolling to try and dodge this uh, undead knight that's swinging this two handed <laughs> ax and I roll and I get some ones and I decide to push because like, I can't have this guy cut my head off. Oh yeah, there's this completely other set of mechanics that are going on in the background that will matter sometime later, and it's that's just it, it's a little fiddly. It's I, a, I can see that. I yeah. guess a who cares mechanic. <laughs> who cares about 
who cares about willpower? I'm going to have my head chopped off with an axe. Exactly, yeah. Well, and it's, it does seem that there were a few times I noticed you guys forgot to note down your willpower yeah. because so much else was going on. So, yeah, I can see that. That does make sense. That Yeah, it's a little... It's a little fiddly. Yeah, I just don't see why you would kind of bolt those two together. Yeah. Now, for me, the one thing that I thought was a weird left turn was cards, using oh, cards yeah. for initiative. And there's the one other place I can see through here that cards are used is in the advanced combat rules, but those require the uh, specific deck of cards for Forbidden Lands. Like, it's not a, pl uh, not a uh, playing cards, just a specific to the game deck. Whereas. Initiative is just a straight one through ten, cards numbered one through ten, draw, and that's your initiative. The only advantage I can see to doing that instead of rolling a D10 is it puts one person in each initiative slot. That, it just it, it's just weird though. Like you said, with willpower, it seems slightly bolted on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just it's it's an abrupt left turn like this this system, the subsystem that doesn't fit in anywhere else. It yeah, because like mean, there could have been a better way. Because that does make sense. Like that way, you don't have everybody's going on six. But I mean, you could have who's got the highest move or who's got. You know, let's do a roll off or something like. Yeah, it, there's just, ways I around can see that. One point to it, and it's like you know you can trade off your possession. But yeah, but I feel like you could to do be that perfectly anyway. honest. It's not something that really would throw too many people out of play. I mean, you usually have four players, right? Mm -hmm. So. How difficult is it to manage your four players' position? Yeah, it just yeah. it just seems weirdly out of place, and it's not bad. It's a perfectly valid mechanic, which is why I don't think it's a critical miss. It's just odd. Yeah, me. I see that. So you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I, honestly, I struggled with this area. I didn't find uh, anything that was particularly crazy or out of place. Yeah, honestly, I think that is kind of our. Honestly, that's probably the best thing we can say about this is those handful of items that we had that weren't perfect. I mean, I don't think there's anything we really thought was horrific. Yeah, there was nothing game-breaking. You think. know, I have yet to play a perfect game. That is true. And this one comes a lot closer than others. So, you know what? On that note, let's, uh, let's call it save versus death. Would you guys play this game again? If we were to run this off air in our normal campaign, would you want to play this game again? Man, honestly, I'm hoping you run this in our off air. <laughs> I'm sad we have to say goodbye. I really uh, enjoyed this. I, I actually liked playing Olkin. I, I have enjoyed running it against enough, and the system is smooth enough that, yeah, I think I would actually be perfectly willing to run it for the group. You know what? And we've been talking about doing a fantasy game. There's this, a good chance we might. I think this might fit the bill, man. Yeah, I agree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Forbidden Lands, and we have enjoyed it a tremendous amount. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? If there's any games you'd like us to review in the future, you know, let us know. And otherwise, we will see you next time. See you then. Bye.